Hey there, it is Steve, and I hope that you are having a wonderful summer. Before diving into what is coming to streaming services for the month of July, I would like to highlight something that caught my attention this past month, which is on Hulu, and it is the show The Bear. I have only watched the first episode so far, but it has definitely caught my attention as something that could be really good. Many would recognize the main character of The Bear as Lip Gallagher from Shameless. In this show, he plays a chef that we meet shortly after he has moved back to his home city of Chicago to help run a family sandwich shop after his brother died, leaving him this sandwich shop. Previously, he worked in a fine dining, high-end restaurant, so as you could imagine, there is a world of difference between how a kitchen of a family-owned sandwich shop is run compared to that of a high-end fine dining restaurant. It is easy to get invested in the character, as he is likable despite not being the best son or brother. There are reasons to not trust or like him, but you do, and that's, you know, credit to the actor, of course. He has demons, no doubt. For me, notably, the first episode really captured the unglamorous, fast-paced atmosphere of a kitchen, as well as you know, just the stress and lack of sleep that you get owning a restaurant. The show also utilizes proper chef language and etiquette to boot. Along with that, it captures the dynamics of the staff and family and the rewarding nature that comes along with all the blood, sweat, and tears that are exhausted in the industry. Lastly, it even captures the diversity of clientele that may find a local, family-owned, long-standing sandwich shop as their food destination. The first episode went through all of that and more seamlessly, and that really gets my hopes up that there is a sense of good and strong writing in this show, which is what a show like this will rely on. If you've ever worked in a kitchen, you will definitely appreciate the bear all the more. But I don't think that you'll have to have that kind of experience in order to enjoy the show, as the writing should carry the story along. It's just all of those additional details can really help, you know, um, I guess in a sense bring some nostalgia to uh, anybody who's worked in a kitchen or is working in a kitchen even. With that, let's start this off with Netflix. Netflix it appears, has started off or kicked off their new tier and pricing system uh, coming July, I'm guessing, because of things that I saw online, but whatever. In part, because I am not fully knowledgeable of it, I'm not going to specify if content is specifically not available to ad-based subscriptions, but be aware, some content will not be available to that tier Additionally, they are going to be um, releasing like five games on Netflix throughout the month. Those are going to be Mahjong Solitaire, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, which is a puzzle kind of card-like tile game. Uh, Into the Breach is another one, which is going to be a turn-based strategy game. Before Your Eyes is the third one, which is a first-person adventure game. Immortality is the fourth one. And that is going to be an interactive movie, so I don't know why they're specifying that as a game instead of um, 
how they kind of classify their interactive movies, but whatever. And then Wild Things Animal Adventures, which is a match three puzzle game. Uh, let's go on to the first with a few of those classics that will be coming out. We have Big Daddy, Goodfellas, Insidious, Mean Girls, Natural Born Killers, Old School, Semi-Pro, Snatch, and The Dark Knight Rises. Also on the first will be Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, the final two episodes of this uh, season, which will be available. And I have absolutely loved the season so far, so high hopes for those. Can't wait. On the 8th, The Longest Night, a foreign language crime drama limited series about a psychiatric prison where a group of armed men aims to capture an incarcerated serial killer. A still from the show is what captured my attention. It looks like it may be pretty cool if you are into action movies. Also on the 8th, The Sea Beast. Created by the co-director of Disney's Moana, it's about a young girl who gets stowed away on a boat where the crew are legendary monster hunters. Based on the trailer, I wouldn't call the animation completely unique, but it does have its own style, you know, in a sense, it, it's stylistic, and it even appears that the style changes ever so slightly depending on some of these specific characters. It, it's kind of cool, it's pretty subtle, but... I think you'd, it's noticeable at the same time. So that's a nice little touch to help just flesh out the world, I guess, and give it some uniqueness. This might finally be a well-received epic children's adventure animated movie, one that Netflix, I believe, has been hoping to have for some time. So hopefully it's good. On the 14th, Kung Fu Panda, The Dragon Knight Season 1, another animated um, show. It is from DreamWorks themselves, so... I'm sure it's going to be quality show, but the real reason we stopped on the 14th is Resident Evil Season 1. It is a live action show, and I know there has been a fair bit of hype and anticipation for this show, so it's coming soon. The trailer is well made, and I'd say, although it is what you would expect, it is also what you would hope for, uh, for this type of show, for the Resident Evil uh, series franchise i guess franchise so to diehard fans i hope it's what you want on the 15th the movie uncharted which is another video game based release this is a newer released action adventure came out in theaters i think earlier this year starring tom holland and mark Wahlberg. audiences loved it and critics did not based on that i would just kind of say that it's your typical blockbuster summer blockbuster type movie on the 16th uma umma a new movie from sony pictures it is a horror movie and it stars sandra oh i know nothing more but once again a still provided from the movie captured my attention so looking forward to it based on very little but could be cool on the 22nd uh, One Piece, the newest one, will be coming out. So that's for you anime folks. Um, also, on the 22nd, The Gray Man, which is described as Netflix's biggest movie in history. And I don't know what that means exactly, but it is probably in part due to the fact that Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna DeArmas, Jessica Henwick, and... I'm sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Reggae Jean Page, 
Rajay Jean Page are all part of the cast. On top of that, this comes to us from the Russo brothers, who have a number of highly successful productions in their past. And basically, it is another top CIA asset, uncovers agency secrets, they get burned, and and they're hunted by assassins all across the globe, which is a popular basis for a reason. You get action, you get drama, you usually get thriller involved in there too, so what's not to love and espionage, you know? Everybody loves at least aspects of these types of movies. The trailer for the movie offers some upside, in my opinion, that this will not be a flop. Like, eh, Netflix has had their fair share of big movie flops, so we'll see. Uh, It really all comes down to, I think, for these types of movies, it comes down to the story in the end, and that is something that uh, Netflix has struggled with, so... We shall see. Netflix is really coming out swinging this month to help justify all those pricing changes, some of the bad um, publicity they've been getting, and, you know, just increased competition. I think they're giving it all that they can. So I will end there on Netflix. Actually, just to bring up, there are a few, um, like, period drama, rom-com-y type movies and shows that may strike your fancy, or a new series of a show that you, I think, like, Virgin River, maybe, is the name of it, is coming out with its newest season, so there are a few of those coming out that just didn't quite make the cut. Moving on to HBO Max, for the movies that caught my eye for the big drop of the month, here we go, Sin City, Godzilla, 1998. Thoroughbreds, which has been on my watch list forever, so that excites me that I will finally be able to watch it. It's been on Hulu forever, but on the um, larger, like the live subscription only. And other than that, there's not a lot of uh, classic names that popped out to me. Also, BBC has a few specials for their Doctor Who series that are or have been and will be coming out through the entirety of 2022. And the first one, which is titled Eve of Daleks, will be coming to HBO Max on July 1st. Also, real quick, uh, last month I spoke about a new show on HBO Max, Irma Vep, that I was excited for. First of all, I do believe that my description was misleading. I wasn't purposely so that's just what i got online i guess so apologies for that and second of all i loosely watched most of the first two episodes and it never really grabbed my attention i'm kind of placing it into the category of shows where if i hear a bunch of recommendations i'll maybe i'll revisit it category but it's just it's dialogue heavy it didn't have my full attention i think it needs your full attention On the 9th, Mad Max Fury Road will be available again. I'll get another chance. Um, Some of these, I've noticed, some of these bigger releases especially don't last long when they're available on HBO Max. On to the 10th, a limited documentary series called The Anarchists, which covers a span of six years beginning around the year 2015. Not sure exactly, but that is the year when a Canadian launched a conference in Acapulco, Mexico, in hopes of promoting anarchy in its purest form. The event drew people from an international array of libertarians, fugitives, families seeking to quote-unquote, unschool their children, and cryptocurrency evangelists, among others that are attracted to the ideal of creating a stateless community free from governments and central banking systems. 
The events of this six-episode series are described as strange and deadly. What began as an impulsive one-off gathering turned into an ever-growing annual event. And when rule-avoidant freedom activists come together in one of the most dangerous cities in the world, utopian ideologies collide with the unpredictability of human nature. Relationships are fractured, rivalries are forged, and ultimately... Lives are lost. Based on that description, intriguing to say the least. And on the 12th, the newer uh, Bob's Burgers movie will be available, which I've heard essentially that it is good, but not like special. Uh, there will be also a couple of more documentaries that may intrigue different audiences. And I think your level of interest can pretty easily, um, you know, you can figure it out based on the titles alone. So on the 21st, premiering its first episode, so I think they're going to be coming out over time, is docu-series titled The Last Movie Stars, which is a six-parter in total. And on the 27th comes We Met in Virtual Reality. I think that that is just one docu-movie. Could be a series. I'm also going to cover quick a few titles that are going to be leaving HBO Max throughout the month. There are many more than this, but here are the ones that kind of jumped out, or I think maybe audiences like kind of want to watch, and then all of a sudden they're going to find out it's not on there anymore. So uh, The New Mutants, The Accountant, Changeling, Collateral, 2009's Friday the 13th, and just bring that up because Friday the 13th, Inception, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because I recommend that. Same with this next one, Little Shop of Horrors. Finally just watched that very recently, and I really highly recommend it. And you've probably heard that before, because I know I've heard it plenty of times. Oh, Little Shop of Horrors, it's really good. But nobody really goes into it too much. Uh, I just, I recommend watching it. I'm glad that I did. Continuing with a few others that will be leaving by August uh tenet and zathura space adventure let's move on to disney plus a quick overview from the past month i had more that i was going to say about ms marvel and then i just kind of decided not to and now i wish that i had basically i think i nailed my analysis of it based on what i've heard in short Maybe you don't need to watch it yesterday, but if you are a Marvel person and not necessarily in that target audience, you should still be able to enjoy it. And I believe it is going to matter in the universe as a whole, although I'm not positive on that. Sure, well, if you or your kids or friends' kids, etc., are in that target target audience, it should be on your or their watch list for sure. Uh, seems like it's a really well-made show. Jumping to the franchise of Star Wars, with the most recent Obi-Wan just finishing up. I've watched all but the final episode, and it's okay. Uh, it's not a must-watch show, in my opinion, and I think most people's. It's probably not great for binging, but as a show to watch, like an episode here and there, it's fine. You know, it's kind of nice with the weekly release. Like, I wasn't dying to watch the newest episodes, but I usually did before... Uh, like the next one was being released. Moving on to the first for Disney+. Plus, It appears it is Shark Month. Shark Month has arrived. So there are going to be four separate shark-centric pieces of content that are coming out on the first. And I scroll down to see if there would be more throughout the month. I'm thinking that there might be. But as of the time that I did my research for this, 
as of the time I'm recording this, the amount of new content seemed thin, so I don't know that they have announced everything, which also may be true for Hulu, probably really all of these services, but especially these Disney ones um, didn't seem to have their full lists out yet. Apologies. Moving on to the 15th, with a third installation of a Disney Channel-type movie series, there was Zombies 1, then there was Zombies 2, and now, on the 15th of July, Zombies 3 will be coming out. I've never watched any of them, but if you're a fan, the third one is coming soon, or your kids are a fan, whatever. Moving on to the 27th, something that would not have probably made the list, but there was really nothing. So, Light and Magic, which is a behind-the-curtains look at industrial light and magic, which is the visual lights, uh, visual effects company founded by George Lucas all the way back in 1975. Definitely something that those who are interested in the industry, people who are fans of the YouTube channel Corridor Crew, if you're interested in visual effects, you probably will gain something from watching this show. Maybe not. But I've never really talked about this before or a lot. I, I don't cover many of these types of things that Disney has to offer, but there are a lot of different pieces of content that they release on Disney Plus that are behind the scenes looks of the creation of their shows. Most often, like their flagship shows, they'll release a week after it finishes or something, um, a behind the scenes type show, which I think, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. It's not really my thing, but it's something that's there. So I would say probably a resource even, although maybe not the best resource. And like I said, not much for Disney in July. So let's move on to Hulu. And I'm sorry to any Amazon Prime people. I know I always stick them at the back, but not always, but usually. And I try to switch it up a bit, but in the end, I kind of want um, a certain level of what people are looking for to be up front. There are always timestamps that are available on these episodes to hop around if you wish, though, so don't forget about that. As far as the big drop of movies on the first, we will actually start off with a new movie premiere titled The Princess, which is an action-slash-fantasy-slash-comedy that stars Joey King. And now for the ones that caught my eye, 127 Hours, Any Given Sunday, Big Trouble in Little China, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Expendables 1, 2, and 3, Independence Day, Insidious, Jumanji, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, will all be coming along with many others, although I thought this month was a little weak on at least my tastes. On to the 12th, The Bachelorette Season 19 premiere, and the Bob's Burgers movie, which I stated earlier, I heard is good, but not special. On the 13th, the complete third season of Solar Opposites, which is an animated cartoon, obviously, based around a family of aliens living in middle America, and they disagree on whether Earth is awful or awesome. The show is very well received by audiences and critics, both, and I believe that it has at least some of the creators um, of Rick and Morty are behind Solar Opposites, so... If you haven't seen it yet, and you're a fan of that type of show, there you go. Also on the 13th, the season 4 premiere of What We Do in the Shadows, which is a wonderful FX comedy. I've spoken about it before. 
Um, and it is a show which is based around a group of vampires. Highly recommend. If you did happen to skip ahead, I gave a recommendation also for the show The Bear on Hulu at the start of this episode, which you can watch on Hulu. Lastly, for Hulu, how many times will I say that? On the 14th, there is a docuseries that will drop in full titled Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons, which is the story of the rise and fall of the brand Victoria's Secret. So if you are into those, uh, you know, kind of juicy details of toxic culture at a big name company, that is probably your ticket. So let's move on to Amazon Prime, which starts off with, I assume, they're hoping for a bang with the Terminal List on the first. And that is a movie starring Chris Pratt. And I did not have to watch the trailer to know that it's an action movie. So that's all I got. I didn't watch the trailer, but that is it. Other movies that are dumping into the platform on the first include Breakfast at Tiffany's, Cedar Rapids, Clueless, Gladiator, Hot Fuzz, Jacob's Ladder, Patriot Games, Raging Bull, Speed, The Italian Job, The Sum of All Fears, War Games, which I have been waiting forever to watch again to see on one of these lists. Every time I see, like, the word war, I get a little bit excited. And finally, it's here. So I can't wait to watch that because the last time that I watched it, I was probably around, like, 10 years old. And although I enjoyed the movie, I don't think I ever saw it front to back. I just kind of caught it all in pieces over several years. And then it just stopped getting played on TV altogether. And I feel like I I even knew at that time that I was just a bit too young to fully enjoy the movie and to take in everything that it has to offer. People love it, so if you have never seen it, just go and recommend it right off the bat there. And there's more movies, but that's all I've got for you. On the second, House of Gucci, it is a new movie that I think felt short of expectations. It came out back, uh, I think, around um, Thanksgiving time last year. I would assume that it is still an enjoyable enough crime drama movie with the loaded cast that it has. My assumption would just be that maybe the story's not all the way there, so, like, maybe it doesn't quite make sense or something like that. Uh, kind of like my concerns with The Gray Man that's coming out on Netflix this month would be. On to the 15th, Don't Make Me Go, which seems to be one of those feel-good, heart-wrenching, and I can almost guarantee it is, feel-good, heart-wrenching movies that utilizes the story of a father who has a terminal illness and his daughter, who he goes on one last road trip with. The producers of Little Miss Sunshine are involved with this movie, so I am betting that it is going to be a successful movie and that it's really going to reach a range of emotions. It looks good. And then on the 22nd, the movie Anything's Possible which seems to be a modern-day love story targeted towards, like, the tween audience, something you watched when you were in seventh grade or whatever. And last up for the month is uh, coming on July 29th, which is a highly anticipated show in some circles, and it is the adaptation of the cult comic book series Paper Girls. Or is this a movie? I think it was a show, could be a movie. It's titled Paper Girls as well. And me not being familiar with the comics, the teaser trailer that is currently available 
actually made me think that it was a documentary. So um, instead, went and looked up a little bit about it. So the comic books fall in the mystery and science fiction genres, which follows the story of four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls who, on the morning after Halloween, are out delivering when the town is struck by an invasion from a mysterious force of nature from the future. The girls became unwillingly caught up in the conflict between two warring factions of time travelers. I don't know what the target audience of the comic books or this movie, okay, it's a movie, is, but whatever age it's aimed for, that sounds like a pretty cool story. So I can understand why it's been a successful comic. Hopefully the um, Paper Girls, the movie, will be successful too. I actually read along a little further and saw that it is compared to Stranger Things as far as if you liked Stranger Things, then you would probably like the comics. So, eh, sounds interesting. With that, I love you, and I hope you have an excellent month. I'm still trying to figure out what to do as a special something for only releasing one Friday the 13th review last month. Currently, I have no excellent ideas that I'm able to execute that have entered my mind, and it may be some time before I can follow through on that anyways, but I am trying to push getting to working on another episode of Messing With Media at least. I may be able to make that a loaded episode with six or seven movies as part of making up for uh, Friday the 13th. It is, um, that episode will be pretty exclusively horror. I'll try to get that put together for sure, and... Like I said, maybe I'll include more than the five that I normally do for that show. However, ciao.